Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Project Keto. I'm your host, Madeline Hewitt. Today is Season 3, Episode 6, and I am sharing eight of my favorite kitchen tools and appliances for keto. Number one is the Instant Pot or the Crock Pot, or both. I have both an Instant Pot and a Crock Pot, and I really do use both of them. I have to say I use my Instant Pot way more than my crock pot, but there's a time and a place for both. For a long time, like probably 10 years, I was obsessed with my crock pot and I used it for things like making broth, making soup, making a whole beef roast or a whole frozen chicken. And I loved it because you just put the whole frozen chicken into the crock pot with a little bit of water cook it on low for 24 hours, and then you have this whole chicken. And I just thought it was the greatest thing. Then the Instant Pot started getting really popular, and everybody kept telling me about it. And I just didn't really understand the point. I kind of thought that I didn't mind waiting 24 hours for my chicken to cook, and I don't know why I need a chicken to cook in like an hour and a half, and what's the point? Then somebody got me the 8-quart Instant Pot for a gift, and I am in love. I just love it. I use it all the time, probably once a week, maybe once every two weeks, especially in the winter, I use it more so I can make soups and broths and things that I want to have in the winter time. But what I love about it is that you really can make a big amount of food that might start frozen quickly. So like a frozen chicken, you could just take that out of the freezer, take off the plastic wrapping, as long as there's not one of those plastic bags of the um, organs and whatnot inside of the chicken, then you can just put the whole frozen chicken into the instant pot with about one cup of water and cook it on high pressure for one hour and it's done. So it's amazing. I would use that like on a weekend afternoon if it's like three o'clock and I'm planning dinner and I realize that I don't have any meat I just pull a big piece of frozen meat out of the freezer pop it in there and it's good to go and you can also make broth in about two hours so after that chicken is done you could pull off all the meat set that aside put all of the bones and the skin and all the juices and about four more cups of water into the instant pot cook it on high pressure for two hours and your broth is done. So normally in the crock pot, you can do all of that and it works great, but that process would take about three days. One day to make the frozen chicken, 48 hours to make broth. And then if you're going to make soup, it takes another few hours. But if you wanted to suddenly make a full soup, starting with a frozen chicken using your instant pot, You can do that in one day. 
just even like a half a day if you were in the kitchen all day. So it's amazing. I love it. I also make ribs. I make pork roast, lamb roast, beef roast, all kinds of things in both the Instant Pot and the Crock Pot. And in today's show notes, I'm going to be sharing links to all of these kitchen tools and appliances that I'm talking about. And I want to remind you that I don't get paid to sell any of these things. These are really all just things that I absolutely love. Number two is the Vitamix. Last week's episode was all about shakes. So if you missed it, go back and listen or For sure, pop onto Instagram and look at the Project Keto Podcast Instagram page for some shakes recipes and some demonstrations. In the saved stories at the top of the Instagram profile, there's a whole section all about shakes where you can see how I make shakes and how the Vitamix works, and I just absolutely love it. I've had a Vitamix for probably 16 years, and It is amazing. It is so much better than any other blender because it really does puree every single speck of whatever's in in the container, in the blending device, as opposed to normal blenders only blend what's down at the bottom by the blade. And then you've got these other things on top, like ice or pieces of spinach or strawberry seeds or whatever's in there that never really get blended up. And it's kind of chunky and not that appetizing. Plus, regular blenders just break all the time, especially if you're trying to blend hard things like ice or frozen fruit or frozen vegetables. So I just can't recommend the Vitamix enough. Definitely get the one with the multiple settings, like it's high, off, and one through ten. Get that. Don't just buy a Vitamix that's on or off. That's not ideal. And then there's also these other attachments that you can get that are kind of fun. Like I've used a um, a nut flour attachment where you can actually put nuts in it and then it blends it up and makes nut flours, which can be really useful, except for I don't really use nut flour anymore. So that's not really useful for me. But if it is for you, great. I've also heard that the Ninja is a great blender too and I've used that maybe one or two times and it worked fine. So if you have a Ninja or if that one works better for you, go for it. I do know though that the Vitamix brand has an amazing customer service staff and they will replace parts when they break. So it's just super, super helpful. If something does break, then you can get that replaced. My third tip is kind of a funny one. It's a milk frother, and I don't even drink milk, but I have the brand Bonjour Primo Latte Frother, which again, I'm going to link to. I swear this milk frother is like one of my favorite things that I own, and I use it all the time. And it's just this cheap little thing. It's not like it's a big expense. I think it was like 15 or $20. But I use it to blend up my coffee in the morning. And I make a pretty simple coffee with just black coffee made in the French press. And then I add some nut pods. And sometimes I add some MCT oil powder and maybe some collagen and some stevia. And I could just stir that all up with a spoon and it would be fine. But when I use the milk frother, it actually makes my coffee frothed. And if I froth the nut pods and the MCT oil powder and the collagen first, 
and then I pour the coffee in, it makes like an inch and a half of foam. So it really does feel like a latte and I just love it. So definitely get a milk frother. Also, if you drink dynamic greens, if you know what that is and you drink dynamic greens, the milk frother makes your dynamic greens fully mixed. One of the issues with dynamic greens is that they can end up kind of chunky if you don't mix it all the way and it's kind of irritating to just stand there and stir and stir and stir. So the milk frother just gets it totally mixed in, especially the chocolate flavor of dynamic greens ends up a little lumpier than the others. I just love it. And if you don't know what dynamic greens are, go back to last week's episode about shakes and I talk about it. It's just like a green powder drink that's full of a ton of vitamins and minerals and nutrients that help your cells to get super hydrated. And dehydration is a big problem in keto. And you can't just get dynamic greens anywhere. You have to get them through some type of health practitioner like a doctor or a chiropractor or you can get Dynamic Greens through my website. So I will link to that in today's show notes and feel free to take a look and order a canister or two for yourself. Number four is a food processor. I don't think I could go without a food processor. Well, maybe I could, but then I'd be chopping for hours every week. I love my food processor. I use it for two main things. One, to make my own cauliflower rice, and two, to make shredded Brussels sprouts. For both, I bought an attachment to go on my food processor that's this like flat circular blade that on one side it's for shredding and then you flip it over and on the other side it is for slicing. I use the shredding setting to make my cauliflower rice. So I just cut up my cauliflower into big pieces, put it through the food processor on the shredding setting, and it makes... Um, little pieces. Perfect to make cauliflower rice. You could also do that with broccoli or any other vegetable that you want. I've also done that with asparagus. Or you can use the slicing setting to make Brussels sprouts. And I know I call them shredded Brussels sprouts, but they're like little slices, like little flat pieces of Brussels sprouts. Amazing. I love to make those little slices of Brussels sprouts sautéed in a big pan with coconut oil or butter or bacon grease. It's so good. So even though I call them shredded Brussels sprouts, they're really sliced. And if you like the teeny tiny little pieces, you can actually use the shredding setting for Brussels sprouts. I can't even think of a time that I've used my food processor for anything else recently, um, especially with the normal food processing blade, but I'm sure there's a lot that you can use with a lot of recipes. I just find that that extra flat piece that goes on top is super, super helpful. Number five is a mini rice cooker for traveling. If you've been following along on Instagram recently, you have seen a ton of videos and Instagram stories and posts all about how I cook in the hotel room for travel. I was just on a trip to Chicago and I documented almost everything that I did for food on that trip. So if you missed it, go back to those little saved stories that that says travel, watch through all of those and you're going to see how I use a mini rice cooker to travel. The brand that I have is Stainless Steel and it's called the Aroma 6 Cup Simply Stainless Steel and I'll link to that today. 
And I make a lot of things in there. I've made vegetables, eggs. You could cook meat in there. I've heated up water to make coffee. I've brought bone broth when I travel and I heat it up in there. There's just so much. Just think about what you would use a pan on the stove for. That's what this is like. It's so, so helpful for traveling when you have a lot of food sensitivities and you don't want to eat room service or restaurant food for every single meal. Number six is glass or ceramic baking dishes. So this would be for baking in the oven. I use these to make things like baked or roasted chicken thighs or chicken wings I also make a lot of roasted vegetables in the oven, and I have a couple of huge, like um, 9 by 12 glass baking dishes, but I also have some smaller ones that are either glass or ceramic that I use for baking little brownies or cakes or different keto breads and desserts. Don't use nonstick or aluminum baking dishes or pots and pans, which we'll talk about next. Nonstick and aluminum are highly toxic and are going to continue to add to health problems for your body. I do heavy metal testing in people's bodies at my work and I help people go through detox for heavy metals. And I've done a lot of this myself. And aluminum is like the highest heavy metal on almost every single person I've ever tested. And we've got aluminum in a lot of places like aluminum foil aluminum in our deodorant, and aluminum in our cookware. So start to just get rid of that stuff. And you know that your pan or your pot is aluminum if it's really light weight, it's not very heavy. And if it bends easily or if it has a lot of dings and nicks and um, bumps in it, like if you just tap it on a corner and it just all of a sudden has a new little nick or a, a bump in it, it's probably aluminum. If it's stainless steel, that thing is pretty heavyweight and um, hard to affect. And then nonstick is just not an option for people who want to be healthy. It's full of chemicals that are going to cause more hormone disruption, hormone issues, toxicity. It adds to toxins that are stored in your body fat, which makes it really hard for your body to actually lose fat. So get rid of that and switch over to glass or ceramic baking dishes. Same thing for number seven, go for stainless steel or cast iron pots and pans. And I'm sure that there's also ceramic pots and pans at work. I've just never used one myself. And then number eight, glass storage containers to store your food in. Get rid of all the plastic Tupperware or use your plastic Tupperware to store things like beads or arts and crafts stuff or pens, whatever. Put that stuff somewhere else that's not for food. We're done with plastic for people who want to be healthy and people who are working on hormones and estrogen detoxification. Get rid of the plastic, including your plastic water bottles. Switch everything over to glass or stainless steel. Now, I've used glass storage containers that are really cheap and kind of fall apart and they leak. And I have ones that are really nice that have never broken and don't leak. And I haven't had to replace them in probably 10 years. So I do recommend springing for the more expensive ones. But if you're just needing something now and you can't afford it, just get whatever is is out there as long as it's glass 
and um, a plastic lid is going to be okay, but just try not to tip it upside down and have the plastic um, affect the food a lot. And definitely don't close the container with the lid while the food is hot because that heat will steam up onto the plastic and pull out a bunch of those toxins. Even if the plastic lid is BPA-free, there's a lot of other BPs that are toxic too. So those are our special tips for today, all of the kitchen tools and appliances that I absolutely love. And I want to just point out that you don't have to have any of these things to be successful at keto. All you really need is a little bit of knowledge about how to cook or how to shop for food and how to do a little bit of fasting to be successful in keto. You don't need anything, including my little bonus tip for the listener question of the week. Now, if you're a person who does have some extra money or you want to buy some of these extra things, all of these tips I talked about today just make keto easier and more fun and make you have more variety. So for the listener question of the week, I'm just going to read it word for word. This is what she said. Is there somewhere local I can buy a blood ketone meter? Also, I'm confused. Can I use a glucose monitor, but just buy keto test strips, or are they different things? So first of all, I don't know where you are located, so I'm not sure where you could get that, but I recommend that everybody gets a Keto Mojo and you just order that online. That's not something that you would find in a store anywhere. I bet that there are keto meters somewhere that you can find in local stores, but all of the keto meters that I've read about that aren't Keto Mojo are either really expensive or they have bad reviews and people say that they're inaccurate or that they don't work or they break after a couple of months. So the Keto Mojo is very reasonably priced and it's super reliable and doesn't break. And the company has amazing customer service and they help a lot. If something's not working, if something's not making sense, they'll help you out and they have a lot of resources. So if you don't know anything about measuring blood sugar or ketones, go back to season one, episode four. The episode is called Measuring Ketones and Blood Sugar. And just re-listen to that episode. The Keto Mojo is super helpful because it will tell you if you're in ketosis and how deep you are into ketosis and also what your blood sugar is. If you can only measure your blood sugar or your ketones, like if for some reason you had to make a choice, I would suggest measuring blood sugar. You would really want to master getting your blood sugar between 70 and 90 if you want to be in ketosis or if you just want to be healthy or avoid diabetes or prediabetes or metabolic syndrome. And if your blood sugar is always between 70 and 90, it's much more likely that you're in ketosis. You won't be in ketosis if your blood sugar is constantly shooting up higher than 90. So master the blood sugar first if you already have a blood sugar meter or you just don't want to get a ketone meter for some reason. A lot of people tell me that they are just going to use urine strips because it's less scary than pricking your finger or less painful or it's cheaper. And that's true. It is less scary and it is cheaper, but it also isn't very accurate or useful information. And so 
it's kind of a waste of your time and money. The urine strips don't really tell you if you're in ketosis or not. They're telling you how many ketones you're excreting. So if you urinate on the strip and it's zero, that might mean that you don't make any ketones at all. All you're doing is running on sugar, so you're not excreting any. Or it might mean that there's a lot of ketones circulating in your system and you're really in ketosis, but you haven't excreted them yet. So it just doesn't really give you the answers about your body that you can interpret very well. When you are measuring your ketones by blood, anything that measures 0.5 and above means that you are in ketosis. And the higher the number, the better. You can also measure ketones through your breath, but those breath meters are thousands of dollars and usually not accessible for most people. So I don't really recommend that unless you're a practitioner and you're going to be measuring tons and tons of people throughout the day and you don't want to be pricking anybody's fingers. Now the second part of the question was, can I use a glucose monitor but just buy keto strips or are they different things? And the answer is no. They're different things. You can't use keto strips in a glucose monitor. So you either need to have a meter that measures glucose and blood sugar, and then you have glucose strips and ketone strips for that monitor, or you're going to need two separate monitors that do both things. So go to the Keto Mojo website and start reading about how it works and the pricing and all of that. And if you want a 15% off code for the Keto Mojo kits, go to the show notes today and I've got the code right in there. Look up projectketopodcast.com and search for season three, episode six for today. Or look in the bio on Instagram and I've got the link right in there. And that's all for today. I would love it for everybody to go and write a review and rate the show wherever you're listening. It makes a big difference in my ability to continue this podcast. This is just my passion project. This isn't something that I make money off of. And the more ratings and reviews I have, the more likely I'm going to be able to continue doing this season after season. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in a week. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.